1: It's with the help of folks like yourself that there's Dare a new way for you or your fast, business to support our ministry. It won't cost you anything extra and it's part of your normal routine. It's Amazon Smile. The, year, the prices, have selection, and shopping experience are all the same. Help but when you go to smile.amazon.com first, Dare Amazon donates a percentage to your favorite cause. So go to smile.amazon.com, search for Grace Church Dumfries, select us as your charity, then shop as normal. It's free. Don't and anybody. helps Grace Church right and Derek Greer Ministries you, continue to bless. reach those in need. Click smile.amazon.com today and check it out. You were
2: made to think big, to big, big. tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow yeah. Give my life bigger than yourself. For greatness. Live a life than
1: Welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer, Senior Pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia, where we are reaching the lost, empowering the hurting, assimilating the lonely, and leading our generation for Christ. Visit gracechurchva.org for this message and to find out more about grace and how you can grow in Christ. We serve a big God and believe that his word calls for us to live big. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live the big, full life that God has for you. Here's Dr. Greer.
2: Let's open our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. I want you to get in the mode today to kind of learn some things, pick up some things. I don't know that we're gonna get our shout on as much as our learning in. So uh, get ready for that, and you'll be glad you, you came out today. Father, I thank you for meeting needs today. I thank you for opening eyes today and hearts. Help us to understand uh, these truths, Father. Uh, And and if we leave here, God, with with these insights, I I know lives will will change. So, Lord, do what only you can do. And we give you all the honor and all the glory. The church says, Amen. amen. The writer of Proverbs says, King Solomon, he says, death and life. The greatest evil and the greatest good that can happen in a human life are in the power now the Hebrew word translated power is the word yad there y a d which simply means hand and if we could transliterate this a little bit the scripture is saying that your death and your life are in the hand of your tongue in other words your tongue is your spiritual hands? Is I can either help or harm someone physically with my hands. I can likewise have the same impact with my words. Idi means someone we don't quote very often. Comment. He said this. He said there is freedom of speech, but I can't guarantee freedom after a speech. And that's exactly how the devil operates, trying to entrap us and ensnare us through our ill-chosen words. And the, the writer of Proverbs goes on to say, and those who love it will eat get nourishment from its fruit. What's being said here is that the quality of your speech will determine the quality of your life. So if you do not like what's going on in your life, the first place to check is not your family line. It's not your credit line, nor your waistline. (laughs) But the place you need to check is just one inch beneath your nose. We give license to life or death, blessing or cursing, God or Satan. Through the things we say to ourselves, we say about ourselves, and the things we say to one another. Mark 11 and 12, again a familiar passage, but I want us to watch how Jesus applied this principle in his ministry. Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. The word of God had become flesh and jesus so submitted to the human frame uh that he had similar limitations and 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 he experienced our most basic needs and our most basic hurts and and jesus knows what it is god knows what it is to be human he knows what it's like to go through everything that we go through in our lives you see in this book we see that god has a very long history of meeting us wherever we are to take us wherever we need to go and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves now Jesus grew up in this area and from the time he was a boy all the kids knew that the fruit on the fig tree normally appeared right after the leaves so he went to to see if perhaps he would find something on it and he just did what any hungry person would do when he came to it he found nothing but leaves Jesus had every practical reason to expect something worthwhile on that tree. But then fallen reality hit him in the face, for it was not yet the season for figs. So it may have been that Jesus just planned to kind of eat the more bitter early uh, fruit that, that was on that, that tree that budded early. Or it could be that the tree was actually uh, uh, representing itself to have the sweet you know, full fig on its vine. But either case, the tree was a lot like fast food. It advertised something that it didn't really provide. Yeah. Where's my burger? We were supposed to show burger, but that's okay. In response, Jesus walked away. No. He used his spiritual hands. He did what we must learn to do. He used his words as weapon. In response, Jesus said to it. You see, in the natural, we fight with fists. We might throw a bomb or use some gunpowder. But in the spirit, our battles are, are waged by what we believe and what we say. You see, the battle in our lives first happened in our hearts And then what comes out of our mouth is proof of which side is winning on the inside. Jesus uh, enlarges on this point. Luke 6 and 45, he said this. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. Jesus is telling us that there's a direct correlation between what comes out of our mouth and what's in our hearts. So if you really want to know what's in your heart start paying attention to the things that are coming out of your mouth see sometimes my challenge probably like your challenge as as, as a church leader you know i i have to fulfill a certain role and 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 i i i i i, I certain responsibilities on me and, and i could find myself sometimes not always being honest with myself so what i've learned to do in my prayer time is sometimes just start talking till i start telling the truth you see, when I'm talking to you, I'm your pastor. When, when I'm talking to someone else, you know, I'm a Christian. But, but I've learned to just kind of, to, to understand what's going on in the inside of me. Start talking to the only one I really trust. Or sometimes I even do it with my wife. I'll just start talking. And then I'll find out, I, sometimes I don't like what I hear. But, but you know, when, when I hear me say it, then I can start diagnosing where my problem is. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, so you can become so disciplined in your speech that you don't really know what's going on on the inside. So, so that's why prayer and 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 having people you could trust in your life is so so very 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 important. But what we see here, Jesus always spoke. He didn't care what nobody thought. He wouldn't talk about he was a Christian. nothing. He just said, "I say what I want to say," and that was just who Jesus was. I I, I appreciate him about that. But whatever came out of Jesus' mouth revealed God's heart. So what Jesus is about to say next is going to reveal God's attitude toward things that mislead us, things that falsely represent things to us. They can't deliver. We're about to see God's heart. And if you capture his heart, you're, you're about to capture a lot. Uh, Mark 11 and 14. In response, Jesus poured salt on a tree. No, Jesus got an ax and started cutting down a tree. No, he used his spiritual weapons. Stop beating up on people. Husbands, stop hitting your wives. He used his real spiritual weapons. He said, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. Now, Jesus, who's generally patient, generally just tremendously kind. This tree was about to catch a case of the hands. But notice Jesus did not blame the tree's past He did not Blame the tree's DNA He didn't even blame himself as God For the tree's choice If we're going to learn from Jesus We have to stop Letting another person's irresponsibility Become our responsibility Yeah that was pretty good Maybe Just maybe Instead of Asking others why they keep doing the things that they keep doing to us. Maybe we should ask ourselves, why do we keep allowing it? Jesus would not tolerate this in his path. The Bible says and his disciples heard it, meaning he spoke loud enough for others to hear. We cannot change what we do not confront. Did I tell you a little secret? but I'm going to tell you real low because this just has to stay between you and I. Okay. Say real low. Truth only sounds like hate to those who hate truth. Mark 11 and 20. Now in the morning, though life and death were in the power of the tongue, Jesus had spoken to the tree, but evidently nothing happened, at least to the eye. They did not see visible results until the next morning. You see, I don't know how long it's going to take for your morning to come. But if you keep speaking life to what's right and expiration to what's wrong, eventually a change is going to come. As they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Just because your problem stays green for a little while doesn't mean that what you're saying is not having an impact beneath the surface. And you know, particularly when you raise teenagers, you know, it, it doesn't always seem like they're listening. It doesn't seem like they're paying attention, but it might take 18 years, but they'll be at a conference somewhere. And what you've been saying to them every morning since they're a little baby boy, the light bulb comes on. And all of a sudden they know that they know. And oh my God. That's right. You see, God is far more concerned about getting to the root of our problem than just dealing with its berries. And Peter, remembering that he spoke to the tree, though on the surface nothing happened, he gets all excited. And he's like, Rabbi, look. You see, Jesus wasn't all excited because he believed what he said when he said it. He didn't have to see it to believe it. In fact, when God created the earth, he didn't get all happy. Oh, my God, it worked. When he said light be, he expected light to be. That's, that's the way he was. See, only Peter was amazed when he saw it. You see, if God could create the earth in six days, should we be surprised what he could do with a fig tree in one? He said, the fig tree you have cursed Has withered away. Now there's power for both life and death in our tongue. Power to both curse and bless. But here's the problem we tend to curse the wrong things. You see, people, well, Jesus never cursed people, only things. Jesus never cursed people, sometimes behaviors. You see, I've been passionate just for a minute. Most believers really don't have to worry about a witch putting a root on them. Most believers really don't have to worry about somebody putting a, some type of curse on them and sprinkling chicken blood. Or We really don't have to, to, to worry about that. You know why? Because nine out of ten times, nine out of ten times, we're doing such a great job ourselves through the power of our own tongues maybe instead of cursing ourselves i mean just releasing death over and over again and you have what you say is it has true on the good side and the bad side instead of saying nothing ever works out for me how about saying all things work together for my good Maybe instead of saying, I never get a break, that never works out for me. I mean, how about Psalms 37 and and 23? The steps of a good man, a good woman are ordered by the Lord. Maybe instead of saying, you know, I'm always uh, alone and no one will ever be there for me. How about Hebrews 13, 5? For he himself said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Maybe instead of saying, you know, everything always goes wrong for me and and mine. How about Deuteronomy 28 and 13? And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. You're having what you say. But you're saying the wrong things. Maybe instead of saying if it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck. How about Psalms 5 and 12? You surround me with favor like a shield. How about instead of looking at that child, looking at your wife and saying, you are absolutely impossible. How about Luke 1 and 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Instead of saying, you know, when a thing goes wrong, you know, great, my day is ruined. What about Psalms 118 and 24? This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You see, the issue is not what happens as much as your response. And Satan knows all he got to do is let something go wrong. You're going to start cursing yourself. You're going to start cursing your life. And it becomes a vicious cycle that kind of snowballs. And the more you curse it, the more it happens. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You say, well, the only reason I'm saying that is because that's what's happened. But you don't understand it's happening because you keep saying it. So if you go to the root of that thing, you might be able to to reverse that thing, Mark 11 and 22. So Jesus answered; he wanted to remove the mystery behind the miracle to, to to all his disciples and reveal the principle. You know, I'm learning in my life that just as sure the principles of nature are, I mean, whether it's gravity or, or what have you, the principles of God's word will always work if I work them. That they are not. You see, a principle happens anywhere on the globe just by virtue of the fact, a uh, law, better put, happens all around the globe, no matter who you are, whether the law likes you or dislikes you. Meaning I get in a plane in Tokyo. I get in a plane in a communist country. I get in a plane in, in, in a uh, monarchy. I get in a plane in a democracy. But you know what? No matter you know what the laws of thrust and lift might feel about the country it's in, it works. And what I'm learning about God's word is that they are laws meaning it'll work in america nigeria europe it'll work when i'm on the mountain when i'm if i'm in the valley it'll work if if it worked in that family it could work in my family do you understand what i'm saying these principles are laws and and, um, how many would like to fly in an airplane if the airplane only flew if you really believed I mean, you'd be checking everyone's church attendance before they got on the plane and everybody walking in with Bible. I mean, it'd, it'd be a whole thing. But because it's a law, you're not asking that question. And when you realize certain things in God's kingdom are a law, you stop wasting your time trying to believe. That's it. That's it. Yes, yes. You just trust yes. the law. So Jesus answered and said to them, he's about to explain it. Have faith in God. Here's my point. It doesn't take faith to say what you see. It takes faith to, see, to say what you don't see. Right. Yeah. So if you keep calling your wife an old lady, I ain't on unattra- the, I ain't no more attracted, and you keep saying it over and over and over and over and over and over again, don't be surprised when she starts looking old. Don't be surprised when, when she doesn't seem attracted. Don't don't be you just so evil. You, don't be surprised when she gets even more evil, <laughs> because you're not living by faith. The Bible said the just shall live but not have moments of on Sunday. But it would be a lifestyle of faith. When my kids come into the house acting crazy, I, I'll acknowledge the crazy. I'll say, this is crazy. But son, I see better things in you. you understand what I'm saying? Son, son, I, I see seeds of rice, and seeds of greatness on the inside of you. Sometimes you got to speak things that are not as though they were. And you say, well, I do that with cars and houses. What about people? Those who need it the most. And then Jesus said, for assuredly, he's teaching principles here. He's about to die. He's going to lead a planet. And these guys are going to be the only ones left with the gospel and the kingdom. So he's making sure they get it right. He said, for assuredly, no exceptions and no exclusions. It's a law meaning. I say to you. You see, the miracle was not just something Jesus could do. It was something he was trying to teach the disciples to do. Watch this. He said, y'all are all gas, all you know, excited about what I just did. Oh, Jesus, you, you cursed the tree. He said, Peter, I say to you, whoever. Is anyone in this room a whoever? Yeah. So this applies to you and to me. He said, whoever, man. I know, I know you saw what I just did, but whoever says to this, I guess they were near a mountain, so it was just easy and obvious to point to, who says to this mountain over there, Jesus was saying something here. He was saying that the mountains in your life are waiting to see what you have to say about them. Yeah. So, so stop just talking to God about your mountains and start talking to your mountains about your God. It's important. I'm teaching you something now. If you you just apply half of this, you're going to be better. He said, whoever says to their friends, mm -mm, writes about their mountains in their journal. mm -mm, Nothing wrong with those things. But whoever says to this, this mountain, you got to speak to the problem. Be removed and cast into the sea. You see. Jesus has given us authority to tell our mountains what to do and also to tell them where to go. And if you get to the place that you don't doubt in your heart. See, this is where people miss this point. It's not just about saying it with your mouth. It's getting so full of God's word that you start to believe it in your heart. And over time, instead of believing your doubts, you start to doubt your doubts. You see, when I'm in trouble, I'm different than a lot of folks. And it's not that I'm any better than anybody. It's just I learned to do this. A lot of folks, you know, they're in problem. They turn to this, they turn to that. And a lot of it's not good for them. But when I really, I know I'm in trouble, the family's in trouble, the church's in trouble, family in the is in trouble, neighbor's in trouble. What I learned to do is turn everything else off and just pull aside and feed my faith until all my doubts begin to starve. And I don't have a formula for this, but I, I, I can't quite explain it. But at some point when, when I just get into God's word and, t- and get rid of all the rest, sometimes it takes a week, sometimes it takes months. There's been times, some issues have even taken years. But all of a sudden there's a click and you just know that you know that you know. Yes. Can't quite explain it, yes. but all your doubts have been eradicated. But that can only happen. See, what I'm talking about today, most people aren't going to be into because this is for the serious disciple. This is for someone that really wants to get answers in their life. Not, not just a little church fix. I'm talking about answers in your, your life. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed, cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart. See, here's what I know. Doubt kills more dreams than a failure or failures ever will. You know, I used to be so uh, intimidated by my doubts, like, why do I get rid of this doubt and all the rest? But but then I, I, I learned something. I said, you know what? If I just have to doubt something, you know what I'm going to doubt? I'm going to start doubting my limits.
1: This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live big. Listen to this message and much more from Dr. Greer for free at gracechurchva.org. We invite you to join Dr. Greer and the Grace Church family here in Dumfries, Virginia, not far from Quantico Marine Base. We would love to meet you and have you join us for worship, teaching, and fellowship every Sunday and Wednesday. Get directions, service times, and much more at gracechurchva.org. That's our time for today. Join us weekdays at this time for the teaching ministry of Dr. Derek Greer. And remember, until next time, live big. It's with the help of folks like yourself that Derek Rear Ministries can bring God's life changing and impactful gospel to over 100,000 people around the world each week. As we begin the new year, we have a fresh opportunity to join together and help the hurting. Please consider partnering with Derek Rear Ministries to help spread God's message even further via radio, television, and the internet. Getting started is easy. Go to derekrear.com. That's DerekGreer.com and select the green donate button at the top right of the screen. Thank you and God bless. Are you a Christian leader, entrepreneur, or lifelong learner seeking to unlock your leadership potential? Dr. Derek Greer's Renaissance Leadership Network provides you with biblical principles and practical life lessons from top leaders, influencers, and experts across the world. It's time to remove limitations and start seeing world-class measurable results in your ministry, business, or otherwise. Go to rlnleadership.com and register for our next free monthly leadership session. That's rlnleadership.com.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.